I planned to continue the theme of Acts. We said a few weeks ago that we're going to follow the flow of Acts. And it's not just about teaching through Acts. It's about God teaching the city, perhaps through us, what it looks like for us to be a church gathered around the vision and the values of seeing the love and the hope of God spill out across this city and beyond, starting in our hearts and then overflowing from that. And we love the book of Acts. We love the story of Acts, all that's in there. And we see this um, God drawing the people to himself and then scattering the people and then drawing them back, this come, get, go, give, this come, gather and scatter duality of what it looks like to be in Acts. So today is not about separating from that. Today is not, um, oh, I've got to come up with a better idea. Because this theme today covers this gathering and this scattering. But earlier in the week, I just had a sense that God was saying, that this is what I'm to speak on today. I am... Um, you know, God is so big and so wide and he's so panoramic without edges. Any one word is not enough to communicate the vastness, the glory, the beauty of who God is. So, so we hear that God is good. But even that word good is still not panoramic without edges enough to explain part of who God is. So, so the Bible will talk about like God, um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, and all that helps us get wider understanding. But words are funny things, aren't they? So like every word is loaded. So even the word Father is a loaded word. And for some people, when they hear the word Father, they go, oh, dependable, faithful, always there. Never shifting. And then there's another part of us. Maybe for those in the room. And you hear the word Father. And your head, your heart, just, just breaks. And the word Father, you, you, these images that come to your heart and come to your mind where you're like, I wish I knew. I wish I knew if I, who he was. I wish he was there. You hear the word father and you're just kind of like bereft of feeling and emotion in that one word. And sometimes the word father can just, when you hear the word father, you just feel like, I just feel alone. Alone in this cold universe. I feel unloved, unwanted. So I'm aware that certain words mean certain things. And I'm not saying that to cause pain. But what I'm saying is, I think God is wanting to communicate something today to each one of us about who he is and what he's like. I mean, God will often do that in the scripture. He says, I'm going to tell you this story to communicate something of who I am so that I can meet you where you are. And the word we're looking at today is this expression that God as my shepherd. Now even the word shepherd can mean different things to different people. If you've grown up in a farming context, then you expression of shepherd is one thing. 
you may, your impression of shepherd may be from the girl, is she called Hannah? The red hair, the shepherd, red shepherdess, who's been on that SAS. Has anybody else seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's, she's having the wooden leg. But she lives in, the, yeah, she lives in Cumbria now. But for some people, your word of shepherd is just like, oh, gentle, gentle shepherd, all oh, carrying a little tiny lamb. And it's just like, oh, little lamb, like real soft, soft shepherd carrying a soft, soft lamb. And they're inside, and they're soft. Just soft, like, it's just a softness to this shepherd picture. Well, I just want to smash that picture. (laughs) See, God is wanting to communicate something to us here today and this city that God is in fact our shepherd. He is our shepherd. And when God talks about a shepherd, I want us to understand what it looks like for him to be our shepherd. So here's our shepherd. And Isaiah 40 says this, O Zion, messenger of good news, shout from the mountaintops. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout, do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. So listen to this. Oh, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. Two words later, what's he doing with that powerful arm? He's holding you and me close. So this powerful arm is not to hurt or to harm, but it's to hold you close. So this is a shepherd that God wants to communicate. And this idea of gently leading is just this guidance is not this thing every now and again. When we get stuck and at the end of ourselves we go to God for guidance. That's not guidance. That's panic stations. Guidance is a daily Moment by moment, reliance upon him. Often our prayer and our guidance thing is more about like, we've been everywhere else and nobody's in, so I'll go to you, God. I've got stuck again. I'll go, and God's like, if you came to me early on, Andy, you wouldn't be in this mess today. So this idea of guidance is a moment by moment, relational dependency upon God as our shepherd. I have a sense that somebody needs to hear this today. Keep going. Sometimes we keep going by waiting. Sometimes we keep going by pausing. Sometimes we keep going by stopping. Sometimes we keep going by crawling. Sometimes we keep going by walking. Sometimes we keep going by running. Just Keep going. God, as your shepherd, wants to guide you. He wants to guide me. And in his strength, 
with his powerful arm holding us, we can keep going. There's another glimpse in this. And it's Jeremiah 31 verse 10. It says this. Listen to this message from the Lord. You nations of the world, proclaim it in distant coastlands. The Lord who scatters his people will gather them and watch over them as a shepherd does his flock. Now, the real sense that there's somebody in the room today and you're just waiting for this word or this sense of God gathering you. It feels like you've been scattered. It feels like you've been in the wasteland, desert land, and you're longing to be gathered by him. And this idea where he will gather them and watch over them as a shepherd does his flock. See, the part of, um, oh, I was going to say this later, but I'll say it now. Cage fighting did not start in America a couple of years ago. The original cage fighter, that spirit of a cage fighter, do we know what cage fighting is? Yeah, you have a cage and you have two people um, who are just out to destroy the other person, really. It's fairly ferocious. Um, Shelley Proudfoot has been doing it for how many years now, Shelley? She's Cumbrian champ for the last 20 years. Amazing. But cage fighting started with the shepherds. So it talks about God watching over his sheep. Part of that isn't just watching over as in, oh look, let me just count them as I drift to sleep. But part of it is one eye on the sheep and one eye on the wolves. It's looking in and looking out. And part of that protection around God is, I think there'll be one day we look in our life and we will look back and God will say, that was me. That was me, Andy, that was me. Andy, that was me, that was me. I have no idea how God has protected my heart, my soul, my life so many times. So sometimes we just say, God, thank you for those times you've protected me and I haven't even had a clue. So God is a protector. He's a shield around us and he loves to gather and he loves to bring us to himself. I love walking in the lakes and one of the things I love to see is the old stone walls. These stone walls which have been lovingly put together and they have just stood every season. They've stood every storm. Like some raging storms have come and they've gone and the wall hasn't moved one dot. And sometimes you see these walls, these sheep, uh, these um, yeah, stone walls going all the way up a mountain and you're like, how? How would they do that? And that's not just a weekend job. That's a lifetime. These shepherds giving their life to protect their sheep. Every now and again, you would see a sheep pen or a fold. And these folds are beautiful. They're often in a circle, high enough to protect, but not, um, not suffocating. Now, this bit now may work, or it may not. What I'd like us to do is to move our chairs and just about where Ross is. That's going to be the middle. So, if we can create a big sheep pen, that would be amazing. So, just take your chairs and we'll face them inwards. 
the guys are going to bring one of these tables over, and this is going to be right in the middle where Ross is. So if we just turn our chairs and, and face inward, if that's okay. Have you ever seen the March of the Penguins? In the March of the Penguins, you've got this beautiful moment. And in there, you've got these... Um, these penguins, yeah, yeah. I think you've got these, what are they? They're penguins. And um, I always feel like they're dressed up, though. Like, they look smart, don't they? They look proud to be a penguin, just like... I was once something, but now I'm a penguin. I'm a refined bird. I can stand and all that. Um, you think I get sidetracked? But seriously, like, there's so much going on. Like, I could do ten sidetracks right now. So it's really hard. I know it's hard for you, but it's really hard to keep... Right. I don't trust me, Abby. That's the problem. Okay. Oh, yeah. So here we are. Yes, we are in the sheep pen. So in the sheep pen... This is not a controlling environment. If you've had a negative experience of a a church context where it's been shepherdy, like people telling you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, I'm so sorry. I don't think that's Jesus. He's more about releasing the doves than caged hens. So I'm sorry if I'm talking about shepherd type stuff, and it's bringing up negative stuff in your head and your heart. I, I don't think that's Jesus. I don't think it's Jesus. Um, so with a sense of um, protection in a sheep pen, with a sense of togetherness in a sheep pen, as we gather around the shepherd. And God is our shepherd. He's the good shepherd. But you know the penguins? They gather together. They stand close together. Really close. And they have this thing. But the penguin on the outside, as that penguin starting to get cold and maybe feeling a bit isolated and alone, something profound happens. And this word is a beautiful word. A shuffling happens. Now, if you don't know this word, shuffle, you, in order to follow God for the rest of your days, you know what it is to shuffle. Because now and again, you need to shuffle. And if I'm a penguin on the outside, I don't know if that's actual penguin noise or it's from that movie. What's the movie? Happy feet. I love happy feet. But this thing of, um, there's a shuffling that happens. And there seems to be a thing amongst the penguins that they know when someone is isolated. They seem to have a sense when someone just needs to... Thank you. They just seem to have a sense of when to open up the chairs. And allow someone in. Friends, I had a sense today, I needed to encourage you, for those people 
And you've done this so well for so long that you've always had one eye in and one eye out. And you've always seen people who, who aren't part of community, who aren't connecting, and you've always just shuffled your chair like you did so well. And you've just always said, there's room for one more. And I just want to honour you today. Thank you for making room for one more. Because you know what? Someone made room for me once. And they said, Andy, there's room for you. There's room for you. And part of Carlisle Vineyard is just making room for one more. And if you are here today for the first time, I want to let you know that you are so welcome here today. And there's room for you. So shuffle on in. Shuffle on in. Psalm 46 says this. God is our refuge and our strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water surge. Protection from wolves, bears. Man, these shepherds are not soft. So God is not a soft God. He is not unaware of what you're going through or what you are facing. And he longs to draw you in, to hold you, to value you, to love you. So welcome home. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest of valleys, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. And that is at the outside and inside. One eye in on you and one eye protecting your soul and your heart. The rod and the staff wasn't just about guiding the sheep but fighting off the bears and the wolves also. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Now I'm conscious that you could spend a, a ten you could uh, ten years that's a decade you could spend a decade on this psalm just absorbing allowing our hearts to bathe and bask in this beauty of this psalm but there's just a couple of things that I wanted to draw out from here it says here he lets me rest in green meadows and leads me beside stream peaceful streams. See, sheep are scared of rapids. They're afraid of fast flowing because you've seen 
the beautiful Lake District with a dead sheep in it. Haven't you? And you've been drinking the water and you're like, ah, that probably shouldn't have done that. And that is because the sheep has fallen in and rapids and taken it away. But here, the sheep is not afraid of this water because it is still water. It's fresh, living water. And God is leading the sheep to there. But this thing what sheep do, they now and again pick up infections. And one thing they can get is they can get this. It's kind of like um, a fly type thing. And it's not a pretty situation. Uh, and Laura will probably tell me exactly what it is. That thing, when the fly gets in its nose and it starts to get in its head, and it's, I mean, you know what it's like with a midge? Like a midge. You think you're big and strong and powerful, and then you meet a midge. Anna's definition of a midge is my own personal nightmare. But with a midge, it kills us, and it's just like, it's done. But imagine getting that in your head. And these sheep get this infection and it gets inside their head to such an extent that they, it drives them mad and they take their heads to a rock and they'll bash their heads on a rock trying to find peace. Give my head peace. Give my heart rest. I had a sense today that God is wanted to bring rest and peace for heads. So that picture of that sheep is, listen to this. Because remember, this is a shepherd context. So when they talk about that, they know what sheep get up to. So instead of a tormented head, he wants to anoint your head with oil. He wants to anoint your head with oil. Uh, Holy Spirit is oil in the Bible. And um, the Holy Spirit's not like oil you get in a shop in regards to it can run out. In Acts, it talks about this Holy Spirit that was once only on certain people for certain moments. This Holy Spirit now is for you. And it's for you, and it's for you. It's for you, and it's for you. So, if your head feels like that sheep, and you may not be physically bashing your head against the concrete, God has peace for your head. He has rest for your soul. So here in this moment, we're just going to take a moment. So why don't you just lay your hand on your heart, or on your head, or wherever else in your body that you need God to anoint you with his oil. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We thank you that you honor us by anointing our heads with oil. So Holy Spirit, I just Pray you increase your presence here in this room. Thank you that your peace is real. I declare peace over every heart. I speak to tormented minds to be still, to be restful, to be calm. 
Holy Spirit, come. I have a just sense that God has just wanted to increase more of his love, of his grace, of his mercy and his goodness. Some people just experience a warmth in their heart right now and I want to let you know that that's not just a warmth in the room, that's Jesus. Goodness and unfaithful, sorry, goodness and unfailing love is pursuing you. So God, I pray that you'll give us all you've got. Give us all you've got. God, we need your unfailing love. We need your goodness. So just like in the Old Testament where people would be anointed with oil, that it would start on their head and then it would continue over their faces down the beards, I think God has something for the guys with beards today. I want to bless you, I want to honor you. Sense you as um, God is whispering to you about being fathers of fathers of fathers. It's no small thing, no small call on your life. This is not just for Ricky and Christian, I think it's for others, but God has marked you out and called you out. Christian, you're a man after God's own heart. He's seen you in the small and he's honoring you and he wants to bless you. Yeah, Luke, God has things for you. He loves you and he's for you. And he sees you as a man after his own heart. Let me just read this over to you. So stay in that place. And this psalm bursts forward with this revelation. The Lord is my Shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Um, I may not be right on this, but I just asked Noah this morning what he maybe thought Jesus has for somebody here today. And he said, um, big toe. Big toe. I'm like, okay, tell me more. He said, big toe. Big toe. I said, okay. And I was just praying about it before. And um, I think there's something about toes. And that when your toes are sore, it's hard to walk. It's even hard to shuffle. And that thing message before about keep going, I just have a sense of God is wanting to speak to somebody individually. I know how hard it's been and I know that every step you take is painful 
but I am with you, I love you, I know you, I value you, I want to hold you in my strong arm and I want to draw you close. I am never going to let you go and I love you. You are mine before time began and I will never, ever let you go. So God is our shepherd. He loves to gather, protect, provide, lead and guide. This sense of um, gathering and scattering is part of what it, we're looking at of late as what it means to be a church in this city for such a time as this.